Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Now entering his ninth year of spectacular podcasting as both an iTunes Apple Podcast Top 20 show of 2017 and Guinness Book of World Records holder as the most downloaded show on the internet, Adam Carolla is the undisputed world podcast champion. In commemoration, we've created a new line of merchandise under the brand of Adam Carolla Limited, featuring a unique debut item that highlights Adam's World Championship podcast on a t-shirt we call the Pride of Los Angeles. These super premium Adam Carolla Limited Edition t-shirts are available for a very short time for all your holiday gift giving on adamcarolla.com. Get one of these great collector's items today. The Pride of Los Angeles. On a t-shirt at adamcarolla.com. Gotta speed that up a little. It feels like there's a little quailed speed in there. Just because yeah, it's epic. a little ether. Yeah, it's, it's got gravitas. Yeah. Perhaps. Hey, man, uh, I want to thank our sponsors, uh, Simply Safe and uh, Geico and uh, Four Hymns for uh, helping out this next segment. You can go to geico.com and simplysafe.com slash Adam. And uh, for Hymns, I'll tell you about that, too. Dot com slash Adam and Greg Fitzdog Fitzsimmons is uh, with us. Good to see you, Greg. It's good to be out, Adam. I got uh, we got the live shows here coming up Tempe Improv Thursday through Sunday. That's December fourteenth. So that's coming up uh, this Thursday tomorrow. Tomorrow, right? Right. All right. And uh, we got to get a system for that uh, there, Gary. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. And uh, all right, today. What is it? Yeah. Sorry, today. That's right. And uh, then we got the uh, improv at the Bray Improv uh, New Year's Eve. And uh, we also got Crashing coming back, a show that uh, Fitzdog's writing on, one of my favorite sitcoms on HBO. That's on the 8th that's coming back, January? I think it's the 12th. Oh, the 12th. On HBO. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's Judd Apatow's baby with Pete Holmes. They came up with yeah, it. Yeah, he's got more babies than a blues singer. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's got wow. a TV show in Memphis. He's yeah. got a TV show in Tuscaloosa. Right. Yeah, he's got a lot of shows, but uh, this one, Pete Holmes and you guys, just you just got it right. Well, that's really nice to hear. I appreciate that. I, I shouldn't take credit for the first season. I, was, I came on for the second season, which we shot all last year. So you're going to see a dramatic uptick in comedy value. <laughs> so, uh, more dick jokes, more yes. fart jokes. So let's talk about... Uh, how the uh, how many episodes? Eight, ten? Eight episodes. Eight episodes. How do the eight episodes work? It, it always I I've been in the writers' room a few times. It's always sort of big to small. It starts off with very loose ideas about what an episode could be, and then obviously it gets more detailed from there. But well, we start. We've got a few comics in the room, and they they kind of mine our life stories. You know, we just sit around for. We just sat there for three weeks and did nothing but drink. High-end coffee. It, they, when it's a Judd Apatow show, it's just everything is first rate. You know, mm-hmm. sushi bottle, for lunch, yeah. espresso runs. Yeah. And we, we work pretty reasonable hours, and we just pitch the darkest stand-up stories that we've had. You know, like, um, um, I got beat up on stage once. Yeah, let's told hear that it. story. I know, but it's always, it's always great. I was in Boston, and there was a Jewish singles night, which, you know... Boston University, it's all Japs from Long Island and uh, and doc- a lot of doctors from Harvard, 
You know. Oh, let me explain. Japs. That's short for Japanese people. <laughs> right. Go ahead. <laughs> they are short. And uh, <laughs> and so this guy was sitting up front, and his I, I always remember his name was Simpka because it was the name of the village idiot in Woody Allen's movie Love and Death. Love that. And he's he a went cam- to a convention for idiots, and I had a sign that said "Welcome idiots." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's the greatest. Yeah. And uh, so he was a cab driver, but he was from Israel, so he saw Jewish Singles Night, and he figures this is a pussy parade for Simpka. Sure. Because you know, I am the real Jew. Yep. I think in Taxi, Simpka was um, Andy Kaufman's That's, wife, uh, maybe? Huh. Oh, Look that one up, That's too, possible. Because Love and Death, one of my favorite Woody Allen movies. My favorite joke for joke movies. Yes. Tons of jokes. Yes. Tons of jokes. Yeah. Uh, but I think Simka was also may have been Andy Kaufman's mm. wife. That's I think that sounds right. Yeah. Did you see that? True. So name. says Gary. Did you see that Andy Kaufman? How can I be a horrible student? <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> D minus F. Like, how could I be? How could this brain be just a complete failure all the way through <laughs> North Hollywood High and Walter Reed? You know, how could it? Like every single conversation, it's like you, he's not smart. It's not going to work. Your recall alone. What hey, the problem is, is you're 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 a sponge. You ever try to wipe something up with a sponge that's already filled with water? Mm. Nothing comes in. Your oh. brain was already saturated. Already yeah, leaking. Yeah, Dripping. yeah. Encephalitis. Academic. Right. So now, look up encephalitis. <laughs> that might mean Gary's water busy on the brain. today. All right, sorry. Go ahead. So, uh, Simka. So Simka. Simka. So he's sitting in the front row, and um, he's he's very upset. Things are not going well. These BU Japs, they want to meet, you know, Harvard. They, yeah. MBA students. They went there for their MRS degree. That's right. Yeah. And so he starts to heckle me to sort of show some alpha dominance in the room. Simka does, yeah. And I'm pretty new at comedy. I've been doing it a few years, but I but I did I never needed to learn how to deal with hecklers. That was just inflammation of the brain. Okay. Wow. wow. How would I be a horrible is, student? How is could it, I be and a yet here horrible we are. student? Wait, is, inf- is is encephalitis cock blocking of the story? <laughs> oh no, it's inflammation of the brain. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't sure Obvious which out it was. In the thing. Sometimes he there's a number a two definition. He's got big hairy forearms. Big hairy forearms. <laughs> He's got a lot of jewelry on. Open toed sandals, and he starts coming. At, so I I start going after him, and I'm getting him. I'm getting big laughs, and then he looks at me and he points and he goes, "Nothing more." Oh, yeah. Draws oh. the line in the sand. In his country. And in his country, there's literally sand. Like, you can you can literally you be in your draw living room and draw, draw a line. You can right. be a Starbucks and draw a line. There's sand. <laughs> it's all sand. It's all sand. So he draws a line. He means it. Right. So the Fitz dog kicks that line right over. Sure. And I go, let me know when your friends get here, because he's alone. Right. And he comes up on stage, fist clenched. And he's pretty stocky, dude, but he's shorter than me. And he comes at me. What, Israeli? Yeah. And I take the mic, and it's one of these beautiful, old-school, like, Game of Thrones-looking metal mesh heads on the microphone. <sighs> and I, I crack him in the forehead with it, and he's bleeding down his face. Oh and then he comes at me, and then he, he gets me in a headlock, and he throws, like, some Krav Maga shit on me. Sure. And he's flipping me around the stage. Wow. My legs are knocking down tables. People are screaming. The whole room stands up. And the bouncers are out back smoking a joint. They have, yeah. They're no help whatsoever. They never... The, the, the bouncers... My recollection or my feeling of bouncers, you guys tell me, it's like, let's take the biggest guy from the high school football team, put him in a windbreaker and have him stand somewhere Mm. and that'll prevent everything. But if shit ever goes down, that guy's not doing anything. Last guy in. Right. We really, it's, 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 they're like, like the 
plastic owls they put above the seafood joints on PCH. Like yep. they're not going to hunt. They're not going to go after any yeah. pigeons. They're yeah. just there. Yeah. And if the pigeons start shitting on the sign, they're, they're not going to prevent we anything. Tried. Like they're yeah. just they're there to stop things through their presence but they don't yeah. snap into action they're not bringing in the falconer right no and they and it's like the it's like it's a union gig because i'll go to comedy clubs on the road and they'll be like um sold out crowds usually when i'm there and so the the wait staff will be overwhelmed trying to seat people security guy will he pull a chair out will no. he no 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 he's busy owling the roof no in a weird way they kind of have the same approach to work as super piping hot blondes do out of high school which is i don't have to do because that guy's Why? the jock. yeah right that guy's the alpha male from his high school so the notion of him helping a bus boy get those nachos off the table or something that's not so a compute it's not rudy yeah the point is it's the guy who's six six and 280 pounds and didn't really have to work for it and that then carries into the workplace and he doesn't find anything funny oh that, never. They never laugh and so if you're getting beat up they don't give a shit they never liked you you're doing a bunch of jokes, liberal politics. Are jokes? you with me on this one? I used to run into this all the time, and this is sort of that, which is you'd go to uh, a K Rock concert, like the Acoustic Christmas or the Weenie Roast or something like that, and you meet Irvine Meadows, and at some point, Green Day would take the stage, or. Um, Oh, who was I thinking of? Spin Doctors, Third Eye Blind. Yeah, I, was, uh, I don't know the why. Mark uh, McGrath. Uh, the Offspring. Uh, the Offspring. And they just start rocking the place, and everyone's going nuts, you know, and you got to keep it separated. They're all going nuts. Dexter's going nuts. And there's a huge black guy just standing there with his back turned to Dexter, and he's not even moving. Right. And you're just like, I don't know why this guy's kind of bumming me out a yeah, little, because he's, he's not rocking out. He's not yeah. even enjoying himself yeah. at all. And I think you need to take the bouncer and the genre a music, because maybe if this guy was at Jay-Z's concert, there'd be a little finger popping going on or a mm-hmm. little head nodding going mm-hmm. on. But we got the wrong dude. Right. Maybe we need to get the big redneck dude yeah. in for the offspring. Because yep, yep, yep. I, I don't, I don't yeah. want that guy, you know, r- rolling on ecstasy. But I do want, <laughs> I, I want him to feel like he's not a statue, like he's part of the it's rhythm of what's going on. It's a that's team, a team effort. effort. He has to feel like when a band member is being charged and beaten up, it, it, that's one of his guys. That's yeah. one of his and guys. And the black guy is not, he, he's not one of his guys. It's not one of his guys. No, it's a black-white thing. They're so, different. I agree with me. So, um, you get the guys up so on stage. So the guy's stage, up there. He's, he's got wrestling me in a, around. He's wrestling me around. I'm getting knocked down. And then eventually, I had a couple friends sitting at the bar. And uh, they kind of made their way up. And uh, it got broken up. They finished the drink. They paid their tab. Yeah. They left the tip. Hit on the waitress. Right. And then they came up and they got the guy, Simka, and they dragged him out. And they threw him out. And I can't move my neck. My neck is completely stuck to one side. And I go, well, did you, what'd you do? with Did you call the cops? No, we got rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, did you? Did you get Problem his number? Solved. Did you get his uh, insurance card? Because my neck is fucked. It's a kind of interesting concept, which is I go into a a store that sells uh, clothing for pregnant women, and I try to start a fire. And the worst that happens is I get pushed out onto the street. Yeah. Like, there there are never any repercussions. Right. You You can Beyond throw that. punches. You can attack the comic. You can throw a bottle at somebody. And the worst that's ever going to happen is you leave. You're that's out right. of here. Yeah. It doesn't work that way on airplanes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't just attack a stewardess, yeah. and then they go, Meh, you'd be more comfortable if we just yeah. left you in the airport. You'll catch another yeah. flight. Like, you get yeah. cuffed and dragged out. And 
and thrown into a windowless room. Mm-hmm. It's weird comedy. Just you just get shoved outside. Oh, we're the we're the bottom rung of the show business ladder. And I mean, I believe me, when you're standing in the control room watching you do a bit where some amateur pitches bad ideas for thirty minutes, <laughs> you really think this is my position in show business. <laughs> but also, that you, was the worst bit you've ever done. Here, well. Well, it wasn't a bit. It was an interview. It was oh. an interview. But it you said you're going to make it a bit. And I just want to say right, right now, I, I, I pitch you don't. You're right. Right. Well, maybe maybe this is what I spoke about when I said whenever you count on the listeners mm-hmm. being entertaining, it never works out. Maybe it was self-fulfilling. That was yeah. the We're talking yeah, to them. Example. Well, so, so uh, I'm, I'm s- told by the Internet, by the way, that uh, crashing is the 12th. Is it the 12th? I feel like crashing is Sunday. Sunday 14th, night. So. Fourteenth, yeah. yes. Following, oh, he uh, said twelfth. You said fourteenth. I had the eighth. We're going in increments. Here. Following 14. girls, 14. on Sunday nights. Yes, good. No, I, not uh, girls. Uh, I forget. What can't we're be. No, I really, <laughs> I really. Well, it could be some gals. Though. I do oh, so like just to give you the end the of the story. Sh- yes. So now I'm getting beat up. They finally drag the guy out, and then the manager comes up to me. Howard Conforti was the guy, little kind of mafia dude, and he goes to me, uh, "Okay, Fitz, you got five minutes left." <gasps> I'm like, "What?" <laughs> So he makes me go back up on stage. The show has stopped completely. And I go back up on stage. They set up the tables, give everybody drinks. And then, um, and then I, I just look at the crowd and I go, okay, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> so wow. you guys sit around and you just start swapping the stories because every single comedian has to have a baker's dozen right. of those involving women or listeners or uh, folks in the club, hecklers, yeah. whatever it is, assaults. And then you just start weaving that into... A coherent storyline. Right. Well, it's all about Pete because, you know, he's got a really good sense of, like, where we're at. I mean, if we're going to do HBO shows, hopefully you do six seasons of it. So you kind of, like, try to step out where Pete's going to be in each season. And so, you know, season one was him, like, getting out of his marriage and committing to doing stand-up. And now this second season is much more about him, like, finding his footing uh, of, you know, uh, love outside of... Uh, I don't want to. I don't know how much I'm supposed to say. Yeah, about I've seen it. it. I've seen the commercials for it. So yeah, they going, show him meeting somebody. Yeah, and going more into the dark side. But you could have a good idea. But if it's not appropriate for this season, right. it shelves. Right. So um, you know, Pete's really good at sort of corralling everybody's ideas into what makes sense to him. And then Judd comes in and is just like he'll look at the board and all the ideas. And in 15 minutes, just be like, now that goes in episode three. That makes sense because the arc is. It. He's just got this brilliant master vision of everything and then he uh and he, he what he does is he as a writer you might pitch something like you were saying before like don't just pitch charles barkley is going to come in and do a sketch like have an idea right and so if you pitch something no matter how fully fleshed out the idea is judd has this way of asking you questions about your idea that draws it out and makes it more of a story like he his his ability to to see story is what makes the show great. Well, he's a real, like, mixed martial artist of comedy, you know, stand-up, writing, movies, TV. Right. Like, he really... People... Because comedy's invisible, and people always like to treat it like... They like to treat it like it's something like I don't know, like it's hair loss for men. Sorry, uh, Bald Brian, oh, possibly yeah. Fitz Dog, which mm-hmm. is is like some sort of just genetic thing that's just built. They don't factor mm-hmm. in all the reps, all the experience, the all the testosterone. work, the raging We're testosterone. The hair loss. Yeah, I'm just saying, like that guy's been doing. Who's done more comedy 
and more various types of comedy than Judd Apatow in the last 20 years. Yeah. Uninterrupted, multiple yeah. projects of all different origins. Right. And why shouldn't he be an expert? Right. Started off as a funny guy. Now he's an expert. So he started off with amazing physical ability. Now he's a fourth degree black belt in taekwondo then he got all the training as well yeah, yes. and is sort of uh, doubling back a little bit and and, and dabbling in stand-up again which is kind of fun yeah his special yes. came out yesterday on netflix oh it is it's, it's very fun to watch that all right i'll tell you about uh hymns and then we'll uh, start thinking about the news for hymns.com new wellness brand for men who don't normally go to the doctor one-stop shop for uh, hair loss aforementioned hair loss skin care sexual wellness and more i was talking to these guys on the phone and i was saying uh yeah, when I was uh, late twenties, mid twenties, out on my own, didn't have uh, didn't have insurance, didn't have a doctor. I just kind of weather the storm, whatever hit me. I just ride it out. Now they got uh, hymns, FDA approved generic equivalents to the name brand prescriptions. You can keep your hair. No herbal supplements. Mm. The stuff that works, man. Imagine if this was around back in the day for you, Fitzdoc. Oh, I'm a vintage car now. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits. And my listeners get a trial month of everything you need to keep your hair. And again, they do hair, they do skin care, they do sexual wellness, and they do all the real stuff, the good stuff. Uh, could cost hundreds at the pharmacy. It's just five bucks. So while supplies last, check out their website for full details. So just check it out. Go to uh, 4 slash M. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash Adam. And check it out. All right, quick break. Back with the news. Give me the news with Grad, news with Gina Grad, breaking viral, all those crazy Trump tweets. Give me news with Gina Grad, trouble in the Middle East, celebrity drunk meltdowns. Seek news with Gina Gina Grad. The news with Gina Grad. Well, there have been a lot of fires in Southern California, and we are finally starting to figure out what caused at least a few of them. The L.A. Times reports that it appears the actions of some homeless people are what oh, caused boy. at least one fire in Southern California. <laughs> this is the uh, fire in Bel Air known as the Skirball Fire up by the Skirball Museum, uh, pretty close to here. That was caused. This is one of the one of the wealthiest parts of the city. Yep, I was going to say, yeah, one of the wealthiest parts of the yep. city. Caused by a cooking fire at a nearby homeless encampment. It's not caused by the people who choose to live for free in one of the most expensive addresses or zip codes or area codes or any codes in the world. It's the problem of L.A., the mayor, the powers that be, the police department who choose to turn a blind eye to bands of gypsies bivouacking in the hills and and the people that live there the the, the residents like <laughs> these them. are these are the powerful people these people have money that make yeah. you know help get decisions get made probably some of garcetti's biggest uh, supporters. uh benefactors yeah. supporters like wouldn't this be great if this is the tipping point to actually get some action done to yeah, the yeah, they lost their Adam, i think what we should do we should show them and put them in homes that's right yeah. put them in homes you know serve them that's right well, drop them off outside the county line man speaking of Center homes of mexico the Parts fire Canada. Yes, the fire ended up. Well, listen, yeah. I heard Jerry Brown, and uh, he was pretty eloquent about this on 60 Minutes last week when he was blaming climate change, not the fucking homeless. 
Asshole. No. Sorry. The fire ended up burning down six homes and damaging 12 others. In this Fuck those very taxpayers. Yeah. They're stupid taxes and yep. they're paying of taxes. And LAFD. Paying attention of laws and things of that nature. A fire department. We need sp- less yeah. of those people who and pay taxes and more heroes who camp <laughs> and wipe their ass with a flip-flop. <laughs> The LA That's Fire what Department. we need. <laughs> if you want yeah. the city, who do you think is paying for the schools, the roads, the military? Mm-hmm. Come on. Right. It's not those rich, fat you... cats up in Bel Air getting gouged. Right. It's the homeless, it's... the proud, noble homeless guys that are junkies. They're looking to rape your daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fuck those guys. I know. Why should we look out for people that have schizophrenia? We shouldn't look out for them. They're fucking families. They're fucking families. Their fucking families should look out for them, not us. Their families. What if their, their families, families are suck? Well, get your fucking shit together then, families. Good. Well, then let's start talking <laughs> about getting to get together with families. I'll listen to Garcetti if he wants to talk about that, or Brown if he wants to talk about it. I have a brother-in-law, schizophrenic. He lives with his brother in a home above his garage that he built because their family takes care of their family. We're never going to be able to have the government take care of these people. The families need to take care of these people. That's what I want. Well, there are, fa- there are families that are so fucked up. The mother is born drug addicted. The father takes off. All the right, kids- let's focus on retard shitting out kids then. I'll focus on that. I'll give all the tax money you want to that. I just don't want to blame. We're, the government obviously is not doing a fantastic job. I mean, Garcetti's number one job, what he says he thinks about the most is homeless people. That's right. what he thinks about the most. And he does nothing. So Garcetti's obviously impotent or a liar or really bad at his job or something. I don't know. They're not doing a good job. So let's pick another route. Let's pick families. I just want to discuss. That's all. Well, I think it's a discussion if you're in if you're in a community where the families are still together, yes. then that's the solution. Let's make but, that all communities. But it's it's not necessarily the case all the time. I mean, I think that if you're if it you're isn't. stranded on the street with a mental illness, I think that society has a responsibility to take care of it. Right. You. How's that working out? Well, they're not, with, since Reagan defunded the whole thing, it's not working out all right, well, well at all. When, when did Reagan defund it? He def- when he came into office, okay, 1980. so it's been 30-something years. Yeah. It's not working out. Well, because we don't go back to caring. Once we see that we can right, pay less. So now what's my plan? I well, want the families to take care of these people. Well, you're living pretty good. I know. So what are you so angry about? I don't want Garcia. I don't want these guys starting fires in the fucking hills. Then put them in a fucking halfway house with some decent health care. Okay. Medicate them. Well, I'm all for that. I want their families to take care of them. That's what I want. Right. I I, every too. one of these I would people love angels to come down and give them pots of gold and honey. Okay, so oh, that's your that's your standard pots of gold and honey and, well, and you angels think everybody with families. Has a good family? No, let's start talking about it. All right, talk about it. Garcetti, talk about it. Brown, talk about it. That's what I want people to talk about it. It's not a fairy tale that fan that families take care of their own. That's not a fairy tale. That's a baseline. That's a jumping off point. That would be great. That's a don't go past go. Don't collect $200. Get the families involved. And what if the family's not sound? Then what happens? Well, then the government comes in. Right. Right. Well, I think but a lot of the people we're looking but at. First is family. Right. Absolutely. All right. But they don't, I don't hear any discussion about it. All I hear is discussion about low cost housing. Right. I don't hear any discussion about. This person's 23 and they're wandering the streets with a fucking load in their pants. Where are their parents? Who? Where are their siblings? What is going on? And I guarantee they're a mess, too. I just want to start down the road right. for the future.
I just want the I want the families involved. I don't think there's enough discussion about that. No, I think That's it's what I think. Hey, look, it's worth discussing because it is it does make people angry when they feel like you've got people out there that are not contributing to society and that are obviously causing fires. Uh, but but we also need to think about early childhood education. We need to think about daycare programs, after they, school programs. They, the families, need to think but about you know, it. No, you need to step in when the families aren't there. You have to. You there have are to, never enough resources. Not enough. How's the inner city working family. out? How's the inner city working out? Well, they've been defunded. The schools. Uh, it's not suck. about money. It's about family. It's not about money. So how do you bring the families back together? You start first off. You talk about it. You don't just talk about funding. You talk about families. So no amount of money is going to fix the inner city. You need families to come together. The black leaders in the inner city should be talking about family, not talking about getting more funding. That's what I'm saying. The funding's never going to cure it. It'll help, but it's not going to cure it. The cure is the family. Right. That's my. I mean, f- funding doesn't hurt, but you don't need funding if you have families. If everyone's got their shit together and everyone's intact, yeah, they don't need to. I'm just saying the discussion should include the family, and that should be the first discussion for whatever the problem is. And then you get to what you need to do if the family isn't working out, homeless, whatever's going on in the inner city, schools, test scores, or whatever. It's all about the family. If you're intact and you give a shit, then magically things work out. It's not about funding. It's not about money. Right. I'm just asking you specifically, are you are you advocating religion? What is it that keeps families together? Well, the if first it's not financial. Well, the first thing that keeps families together is a general kind of a societal stigma of being broken apart. For instance, we making smokers in California worse then deadbeat dads is not a great place to jump off. That's not a great thing. So meaning you are judged more harshly if you live in California and you're a smoker versus I I don't pay for my kids or I haven't seen them in five years. Like just in terms of societal stigma, we need to a bring back a stigma, which is, Hey, if you're a dude and you have a kid and you're not taking care of that kid, then we're not going to think positively about you. I want to create a sort of a stigma, just like we do with everything. We've done it with cigarettes in a negative way. We do it with pot in like a positive way. There's whatever, whatever the endeavor is. There's like a stigma. The good, climate's right for shaming. Good and bad. Yes, I would like to shame guys shame who is don't. Powerful. I like to shame guys who don't take care of their kids. More than I'd like to shame Al Franken for grabbing someone's buns. Right. I was that's, thinking about like the, the, the Henny Youngman joke the other day of like, take my wife, please. That joke doesn't work today. No. Because you don't stay in the fucking marriage. <laughs> you just leave. You, know, you don't say take my wife. You go What's get the fuck with his out. Wife still? Yeah. And, then, uh, and then you have a third Sucker. and fourth. No, look, uh, religion to me, a lot of what you're talking about comes from a, uh, like a re- the paradigm of religion, which yep. I think we can say also has its flaws. So I don't know. I don't know what the I, I don't other know. template I, I, of I society get, is. I don't. I don't know. I don't feel like anybody I know who raises their kids dutifully is compelled by religion. I know we all think that that's everyone else. Like somehow religion makes you do it. I don't. I don't feel like religion makes people do or not do plenty of stuff. I just feel like you need to raise. We need to create a society where you hang out and raise your kids if you're going to have kids, regardless of religion. And I don't think we need religion. I don't like religion to be a because religion is like the IRS. You just beat it on a technicality. That's the way I look at religion. You're, right. you're the IRS, you're Apple, and you open an account offshore. 
I don't like religion compelling people to do stuff. I like us basically treating, sticking around. Well, first thing we need to do is you need to get, you need to have incentives to A, not have kids or take care of your kids or whatever that is. I've been saying it on Loveline for a million years, which is the first thing we need to do is get hold of everyone who is at risk, like all the teenage girls who are uh, don't know their dad and are probably statistically going to get pregnant by their 17th birthday and really get them on birth control and talk to them about what the risks are for their good. Like, I, I just think we need to take this whole family thing, start deconstructing it and rebuilding it. Well, and just ironically, what's it. working against that is religion, because it's the Christians that will not teach birth control in the schools. But they get birth control in the schools. Or not they get really. It not if you get to the Midwest and the Deep South. They don't talk. You have whole states that don't have abortion clinics. Yeah, but it's not what's going on in the inner city of Chicago. I mean, that's not the problem. It's not that they won't talk about this or they don't have access to abortion clinics. It's the family was falling apart. Right. That's we need to get the fan. If you look, the groups where the families are most intact do the best. The Jews and the Asians, whitey somewhere in between. Blacks are down toward the bottom. It's all family based. I've seen it happen a million times. I just my whole thing is. We will, if I thought the government could effectively do anything about homelessness, I would be all for it. I don't think they can. Given the fact that the mayor of the number one homeless city in America says that's all he does is think about, and it goes up 25% every year. I'm guessing he's impotent or incompetent or a liar or whatever he is, or maybe it's all the above. So he can't do anything about it, but I think the families can for the guys wandering the street right now, probably not. But for the next person who's now nine years old and will be out on the streets in 10 years, maybe we can if that was a focus. That's all I'm saying. All right. So Fuck the, the homeless. Oh, so the fire, huh? Yeah, yeah the fire. To, to just put a put a fine point on it, and you've, you've said it already, um, the spokesman for the fire department said that these particular homeless people, people have been living under that freeway on the 405 for, quote, a number of years. Investigators found evidence that they were cooking and living in this encampment, but didn't find anyone there. Um, the hey, population, can we say this, yeah. too, goddammit? You're a, you're a Venice guy. Sure. I know a guy lives in Venice. There are tons of people that are just out gaming the system. They're like, look, I could live in one of these houses and pay a shitload in mortgage and property taxes and everything else, or I could just get a Winnebago and park it on a side street and not pay anything and just live in Venice. Like, I get there, to live there, in a cool neighborhood. I think neighborhood. there's a fringe element of that, but I think that if it's you It's not look, that fringy. No, if I you think, look statistically at homeless people, they are people that are unmedicated, largely schizophrenics, and they're people that don't... <laughs> have families that you can't force a pill down somebody's throat every day. Once they hit 18, these people are not in a condition to regularly go to a clinic and pick up their medication. And the only answer is to, to have what we had before, no, which was government. I have a schizophrenic brother-in-law. The sick. family doesn't have any money. They just looked after him. They were right. very well, that's diligent. That's best case scenario. Yes, but it's it not, is. It's not, the, uh, it's not the norm. It could be the norm. If we focused on it, if we decided to make it the norm, it could be the norm. The norm is going to be the government building a big hospital and making sure everyone's taken care of it. That's just going to get overrun. The hospitals are built. We just have to put people back in. All right, so they're empty now. Yes. Okay, then we'll fill them with the homeless people. Go to the VA hospital uh, on the west side of L.A. It's fucking empty. There's barracks that used to be filled with people that were being helped out because they couldn't handle life on their own. All right. Well, I I thought it was about the high cost of housing. 
Well, yeah, L.A. is a tough place to live. And I All think right, a lot so of people. So, is it the is it the schizophrenia or is it the cost of housing? Well, I think if you defer the cost of housing, if you give people subsidized housing and you have regular visits from social workers that make sure they're taking medication, I think you stem the problem before they end up living under bridges. All right, this is great if we have an unlimited amount of resources to throw at it. My well, it's premise cheaper, is it's we don't to deal with the problem now than put out a ninety million dollar fire. You know what's cheapest? Families, yeah, they're cheap. Taking care of, very cheap. of the kids. Yours was cheap. Oh hey, God! Can I ask you a question about Blah. that? Yeah. Um. So shows like Intervention, which mm-hmm. sometimes I'm totally yeah. obsessed with. Um. <laughs> the the whole point of getting the the drug addicted son, whatever, mm-hmm. in the room is saying. We love you. We're here for you. If you want to change, there is nothing we will do to stop you. We will do everything we can to help you. If you don't want to change, we can't keep feeding you. We can't keep housing you. We can't keep putting our family in this situation. So either we cut you off completely because you have to create these, you know, false bottoms. They call them. Mm-hmm. You, we either cut you off completely or you get on board and let us help you and, and help yourself. Yeah. So when they say, fuck you guys. I'm out of here and run off. At what at that point, if they're an adult, what can the family do? Nothing. But that's also an insane argument because you go, what can you do? It's always going to be, what can you do about if a guy wants to get a bunch of guns and go to yeah. a hotel and start shooting people? It's like there really is nothing or a pipe bomb. And like there's there's nothing we can do for like lots of these acts. But we can mitigate like it's, it's like saying stop it before it gets that point. well it's In like saying way. what can you do if the person's gonna get uh you know a bovine disease they're gonna get bovine i go well every surgeon everyone in the hospital should wash your hands yeah. thoroughly and they'll go yeah but if someone's gonna get a horrible disease they're gonna get a horrible disease and it's like yeah but we can cut we can cut right. back on it if every family focused on family and their kids and whatever first off maybe they could get the person some help before they were 19 and physically capable of knocking dad out or stop the trauma it's about about identifying people that are at risk finding finding uh, women that were molested are now living in uh you know uh foster homes and making sure that they're and and parents need to get educations you go to the inner city there's parents that were not parented and so they well, need sure, to be it's, a, it's from... an insane cycle. Yes, right. of course, it's it's a cycle that needs to be broken. My my brother in law, Dave, their family didn't have any money. God, I'm here to tell you. Hey, can we put a roof on my mom's house? <laughs> on her house? What about our house? Well, she needs she needs help over there. They didn't have any money, but they all sort of circled the wagons around this guy mm. who was uh, uh, who was uh, severely uh, had uh, you know. Depressed, or not severely depressed, schizophrenic. He was unemployable, you know. They all just kind of circled the wagons and they kind of took turns. Like, like Lynette would be like, you know, my brother's supposed to go over there and take care of him this week or fix, get his car fixed for him. And then I'm going to go over there next week. And it was like, they didn't have any money. They just had, they cared. This guy was severely impaired, could have definitely been homeless. They didn't have enough money to get him. Uh, you know, to put him up in a condo or anything. He lived in a crappy apartment in, um, in like the West Valley and he had like an $800 car, but they would sort of make sure that he kept him, kept him functional. Yes. And I'm saying if families did more of that, then it would cut down dramatically on this. Right. Now, what do we do about the one who says, fuck all you, I'm going out? There's nothing. Yeah. That is, there are going to be those But for the majority, we can... 
we could do something about it. Make uh, make a big impact. Yeah. That's me. All right. I, I don't blame the homeless. I blame the media for this fire. Like all fires, the media gets an erection when there's oh, a yeah. fire because we, they know we're going to huddle around the TV. Ratings yeah. are going up. And so you see it like, you ever notice like the helicopters will go directly above the fire and they'll be like, let's go out to Chopper 4 and see how things look. How's it look, Jimmy? <laughs> well, Bill, it looked like the flames were starting to go out. But then as we slowly lowered the chopper to just above the embers, we're back in business. <laughs> also, well, there's a lot of this. We're doing a live cutaway, and then you cut away live, and they go, here's some footage from earlier in the day. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> What's live cutaway. about this? <laughs> there's nothing live about you showing me footage from seven hours ago. Bait and switch. They do yeah. that one. And they also, the, the one with the fire that I'm, I, I can't get over is how clearly... I can hear everyone while wearing a mask, yeah. a dust mask. Like they're holding the mic. The Asian woman's standing there. She's got the mask on. She may have been wearing it from before the fire. I don't know. It's maybe, a cultural yeah, maybe she thing. Took a flight. Sure, she was just going through LAX. <laughs> and she's holding the mic, and I'm ready for Charlie Brown's teacher. And it sounds, <laughs> if you close your eyes, it sounds exactly like they weren't yeah. wearing a mask. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, okay. I want to hear a little yeah. for effect, for well, dramatic effect. Altering, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you, you, you hear who's uh, fighting the fires now? They have inmates. They yeah. pay them like a, they pay them like a dollar an hour, and they send them into the into the uh, and they they're you know chopping down brush. Is and, that allowed? Yeah, they're cutting a fire line. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that seems dangerous. I just sent Gary something. I'm sorry, I gave you absolutely no uh, no time whatsoever. But uh, they were talking about the I think it was a lilac fire or the lavender fire mm-hmm. um, on uh, on Channel Four. I have never heard writing as exquisite. As this, and wow. I, I had to uh, go ahead and and, and record. It. And I'm sorry, I just sent it to Gary. I don't know. All if right. Well, no let time. me do a simply safe spot, oh, and then we'll play. Yeah, it's worth news it. copy. You're talking about. Yeah, this is this is an <clears throat> anchor talking about the fire, and I had to rewind it three times to make sure I heard it. Correctly. All right. We'll hear that in one second. First, simply safe, man. Oh, it's getting well. We're at the holidays now. You guys starting to get uh, presents, put stuff around the trees. You want to be safe. You want simply safe. It's a complete security arsenal with motion sensors, glass break sensors, high definition security camera, everything you need to keep the family. That's right. Emphasis on family safe order online in minutes. And then in a few days, a box will show up at your doorstep. You just open the box, you plug it in, you get 24-7 protection, no hard wiring, no drilling, no muss, no fuss, no pulling wires, no nothing, man. No contracts, no hidden fees. You just go to simplysafe.com slash N. Let's get going. We're heading right toward 2018. Up and running in just under an hour. Peel and stick. Batteries last up to 10 years. That's simplysafe.com slash Adam. Get your 10% off your entire order. All right, let's listen to this. All right, so you really want to listen to the entire thing and just uh, <coughs> listen to the copy that he's reading. Right now, an extremely tense situation to the south in San Diego County. In fact, at times it looked like a war zone in a wildfire that's outrunning the firefighters. It's called the Lilac Fire, but there is nothing sweet or soothing about this inferno. <laughs> Straight face. <laughs> it's a, I think we have a catch twenty two with fires because they're so visually compelling. Yeah, yeah, seductive. You know what I mean? Like when they they're talking about killer bees coming from Mexico or something, they're like kill them all. But the fires, like, oh, you know, oh, it's claimed so many beautiful. lives and so many homes, and they turn it on at night in the vision of the four hundred five yeah. at night with the flames, and it's wow. like there's nothing. 
Something better looking. It's crazy looking. Yes. It looks like CGI. Like, and we all have a little moth in us, like as human oh, beings. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, look at our homes. We build a small fire in the middle of our home mm-hmm. to sit yes. around and stare at it. We'll yep. put a fire pit in the backyard. Yeah. Put on the Yule Log channel. Smoke a cigarette. Yeah. It's a weird, yeah, it's a weird relationship we have. But it it's it's like when there's a flood, it never looks cool. No. It's just a bunch of weird, muddy, sewage stuff and grandmas sitting in a rowboat. And it's kind of weird. And then, there's an element of, oh, that guy's on his roof. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't, it's not visually, no, it doesn't no, visually, no. the fires are yeah. breathtaking. Yeah, we have to start fires during floods from now on. Yeah. Just no, find it. Once, once the water recedes a little bit, yeah, just torch to up a couple of Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do one more. All right. Well, in an upset, Democrat Doug Jones defeated Republican Roy Moore in Alabama's Senate special election Tuesday, according to Yahoo News, with 95% of the votes counted. Uh, this is as of uh, last night in a race in which the lead shifted back and forth. The Associated Press declared Jones the winner. He fills the seat left vacant by Attorney General Jeff Sessions and is not up for reelection until 2020. Moore appeared briefly in front of his supporters late Tuesday night and refusing to continue seed yeah. suggested yeah, there may him. be a recount in the, call the election. Going to lawyer to look into this <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, was he on his horse? We'll get to that. Um, no, at, at this point, that was just a vote. He said, quote, that's what we've got to do. Wait on God. Adding uh, that he was upset that the media had portrayed his campaign unfavorably. And I'm sorry, I don't have the clip uh, ready, but please tell me you saw Kayla Moore, uh, Roy's wife, talking about her Jewish friends. I did. Jewish no, friends. she's talking about Jewish like lawyer. lawyer. No, yeah. Just so you all know, our attorney is a Jew. Yeah. Just like that. I one of that. our attorneys. One yeah, of our one attorneys. of our attorneys. Yeah. In the stable. Tell yeah. Gary to pull it next time. Yeah, we'll, that was we'll my, my bad. Sorry. All right. Yeah, that was great. She's great. Her name's great. Her look is great. She's perfect. Yeah. She's central casting for his wife, right? Yes. And, oh, yes. She is on point. Blondin. Speaking of the media and unfairly portraying Roy Moore in his campaign, a listener called me out on Twitter, said uh, he suggested I should be uh, sued for calling him a uh, child molester. I apologize. I should have said um, uh, pedophile. Right. So sorry. Thank you. you well done, Brian. Wait, wait, yeah. wait stand up. Oh, no. It's, pedophile. It's time we accurately portrayed what's going pedophile on. Pedophile is child molester. I know oh. you're making a joke. No, what? I mean, pedophile <laughs> is pre-pubescent. I know. You got to add pubes. He's all of those and more. You can just say sexual predator. You can yeah. say sexual predator. Well, he yeah. asked. I like that he asked permission. <laughs> can I take your daughter's virginity mm-hmm. now that she's 16 years old? Yeah, and in Alabama, you go... Well, that's mighty decent of you to ask. That's consent by proxy. Yeah. Well, you know, to be honest, as a dad now, oh, no. I'm trying to think. No. Guy pulls up in his horse. Mm-hmm. Little tiny gun. And a, a miniature gun and a large horse. Mm-hmm. He pulls up, takes his hat off when he comes in, asks, uh, he says, uh, he does that thing where uh, maybe he starts with, you know, I'd be much obliged yeah. if you'd let me uh, pluck yeah. that flower. <laughs> Can I take your daughter's vagina in marriage? I'm powerful, horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going right. to give her some more. Let's bring it home. You got it. I'm Gina Grad. <laughs> That's the news. I am the real Jewel. Gina, Gina. <laughs> that was the news with Gina Grad. Uh, let me tell you about Geico, man. You want to save some money on your car insurance? How about you go with Geico? Spend a few minutes. Let's say 15 minutes on your computer and see if you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Put that extra money in your pocket, man. So what do you do? Just go to geico.com and uh, let your fingers do the walking over there. Figure out just what they can do for you and see just how much money you could be saving at geico.com. That is geico.com. 
Com. All right. Uh, live basic cable commentary. That's Thursday, January 25th. Irvine Improv, 8 p.m. Mike August and I up on stage doing Cobra. <laughs> we'll tell you what's going on. Oxnard Levity Live coming up March 15th. Tell you about that in a couple of few. Also, uh, the cruise, the uh, third cruise, Royal Caribbean yes. Explorer of the seas everybody it's 45 percent sold out already so (laughs) talk to me talk to me when it's 50 (laughs) (laughs) i know i think we could have rounded up uh is a deposit to put down but it's uh it's it's gonna get booked up it's gonna get booked up fast i when we got off our last cruise i was walking through lax after we landed and we passed a woman in the airport and she said hi and she said by the way i'm booking the next cruise because people book them in uh it's it's like uh, I don't know. It's like that thing when you uh, they got the great uh, food truck and you just go get your plate and you get right back in line yep. again. Yep, you don't yep, even yep. sit down. I and want to buy a ticket, but grub. I'm Irish and I'm just afraid. Do, do they have to go in steerage? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah. you guys, the music is great. The dancing oh, is great. The yeah. sense of camaraderie yeah. is amazing. And we right. can try to bang one of the uh, expensive chicks from upstairs. If you right? can get up there, yeah, yeah. we can get up there. Yeah, but yeah. you may be accused of being a thief. Right. Also, uh, <laughs> chassis the. Uh, uh, C-H-A-S-S-Y.com. We have all the movies and everything over there in Corolla Drinks. We got the big specials going. Say hi to Lynette at Corolla Drinks. Got lots of lots of lots of new offerings over there. Fitzdog, everybody. I would ask you to check out his website, GregFitzsimmons.com. Also the podcast, Fitzdog Radio. Great show. He's gonna be in Tempe, he's gonna be in Brea, he's gonna be the Mystic Casino in Minnesota. Lots of dates coming up, and I suggest you go to Fitzdog, or sorry, GregFitzSimmons.com and look up those dates. But certainly, starting tomorrow through Sunday, December 14th through the 17th, that's at the Tempe Improv. So, until next time, Adam Carolla for Fitzdog, Gina Grandball, Brian Saint, Mahala. I love your motor, I just hate your wheels. Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow Ace on the Twitter at Adam Carolla. Give him a thumbs up on Facebook and leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744. Subscribe to Take a Knee for a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation. Click the link at adamcarolla.com. Tickets and info on all the live podcasts, main degree events. Those awesome limited edition t-shirts, man. Movies, more. Go to adamcarolla.com. Adam Carolla.